0: What I realized in that moment is that marketing is a responsibility. It's an act of kindness. And before I thought it was an act of interruption, but it's not. I mean, interruption is part of it. You need to get attention, but it's an act of kindness because if what we offer is superior, it's better, if it cares for the customer, we have to get in front of them to notice it. We have at least given the choice to consume it or not, but if they never notice it, they'll never buy it. If you get in front of them and they see what you have and they consider the alternatives, they choose an alternative, great. You've done the right thing because you got in front of them, but we can't shirk responsibility of getting noticed. That is an act of kindness.
1: So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us
0: grow our business,
1: grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. Hey, did you know Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing accounting, CFO services, tax prep, you name it. Check us out at club.capital. So my guest today, Mr. Mike McCallowitz, needs no introduction. If you've not listened to my first episode with him, go back to the 2021 episode. We talk about profit first, which is obviously very popular, but his new book get different marketing that can't be ignored has just come out make sure you go to go get different.com if you've read any of his books this is going to be one that you're definitely going to want to pick up and if you've never read any of mike mccallis's books what are you doing go to go dot and sign up for his emails which are fantastic and this book is great so we get into a lot of different things today we talk about his dad framework we talk about why Best practices in marketing just simply don't work. And we we'll just really talk about why it is so important for you. In fact, you have a responsibility to market yourself, and get your services out into the world. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Mike Michalowicz. Wouldn't it be a great start to 2021 by having more leads in your book of business? Well, that's where our partners at Direct Clicks, Inc. come in. Their team's dialed-in approach to running Google Ads and online SEO campaigns maximize the quality and the volume of your leads, whether that's for inbound phone calls or even exclusive leads through your website. DirectClicks, Inc. works only with PNC insurance agency owners, so they have thousands of hours creating A-B split testing and improving online campaigns specifically for insurance. They also understand why each and every marketing dollar matters in providing true results, low paper clicks, transparency, and attention to detail, all of which is discussed in depth during your monthly review calls. Reach out to the Direct Clicks team at directclicksinc.com. That's directclicksinc.com and find out how they can make a difference in your approach to generating new business. Are you ready to get out of the daily rut and begin working at your highest level? Coach P Consulting will help you do just that, using the same strategies he did to sell over 500 life insurance policies in 2020 and on track for over 600 life insurance policies in 2021. No, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look at the behind the scenes team training and an office performing at the highest level. Coach P currently has 100% retention rate for everyone who joins. And hey, those numbers speak for themselves. Coach P will train your team alongside his own to show you the exact steps they are taking to achieve chairman circle in two agencies, exotic travel, and multi-line presence club. So whether your goal is to be the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and tactics to get you there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level. His strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at CoachPConsulting.com and get 50% off your first month of coaching when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Again, that's
0: CoachPConsulting.com.
1: Mike Michalowicz, welcome back to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast.
0: Yeah, is, is this visit number two or three now? I'm getting lost. in it. Riley, thank you for having me again.
1: We're super excited. So we're going to talk about some marketing today. And so I just want to start out recently. From the time of this recording, Major League Baseball did Field of Dreams and a uh, super cool experience. My son really is into baseball. And so a lot of times as business owners, we have this thought around, if we build it, that they will come regarding yeah. our marketing strategies. And obviously you feel that that just simply does not work.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, uh, during even COVID, I've been able to travel a little bit for speaking engagements, but it's definitely slowed down. It's starting to pick up again. But prior to COVID, And today I ask a common question to audiences when I can, and I get the same response. I'll ask them, what is your primary source for opportunities? Where do you get your lead flow? And I tell them, raise your hand if this is their number one thing, word of mouth. And that's what I start with. And it feels like every hand goes up. And my response is, that's wonderful that clients think highly enough of you to refer you, but you are in a real precarious position. Because now you're dependent upon your clients to do the marketing for you. What if that client goes away? What if they decide not to market you anymore? So word of mouth is icing on the cake. It's truly not the cake itself. And we need to build effective marketing. And if we go in that approach with just build it and the word will get out, that's a mistake. I believe that if your services or products and my services or products are superior to my competitions, if it offers my clients something that is better in some capacity in some way, I actually have a responsibility to market it to them. It'd be a shame if my clients discover a different product that's of disservice to them or not as good a service as I can and go with them because they never heard of me. So mm-hmm. I invite those people in those audiences, like we gotta step up and be very deliberate about our marketing, make it happen intentionally, not passively.
1: For a lot of our listening audience, best practices is something that comes out quite a bit. yeah. And so they'll go to conferences and hear from someone else or even speak to just one of their fellow business owners and they'll say, hey, what are the best practices that you have around XYZ, whatever it may be? But yet a lot of times those best practices, especially regarding marketing best practices, just simply don't seem to work. Why is that?
0: Yeah. Specifically with marketing, best practices are dangerous and fail often. Other best practices in customer service, efficiencies internally, they work. So I'm not poo-pooing best practices, just the concept angle or the concept around marketing. The reason is because we achieve what's called saturation very quickly. So probably best shared share by example, but if you consider email, there was a time when the best practice in email was to start off with, hey, friend. So the first time you get that, hey, friend email, it's like, oh my gosh, who's this friendly friend? I haven't heard from this friend in so long. Who is this? <laughs> and you see it's marketing and irrelevant. You're like, mm, not for me the next hey friend that comes through, we're skeptical. By the third one, we never open a hey friend email again because we know it's something that's irrelevant. That's saturation. How the consumer mind works, it's called habituation. But basically when we see something to be irrelevant, our mind gets very efficient at a subconscious level to ignore the irrelevant. So whatever best practice is happening in marketing in your industry is likely becoming saturated already is saturated. If everyone else in your industry is marketing to your same prospects the same way, the prospects are going to ignore it. So the best practice is actually not to do what everyone else is doing. It's to do something creative and that disrupts that pattern of, oh, it's another, hey, friend email. Do something different. You're guaranteed attention every time. It's actually how the mind works. So we have this process as a consumer. It's called habituation. We see something, we ignore it. But when something unexpected presents itself, it gets fast forwarded to different parts of our brain, the amygdala, the prefrontal cortex, for consideration, conscious and subconscious consideration. And the only way to get past this, to do something that's unexpected, to get that consideration. Then you take another step and make sure that's compelling and attractive for the audience. But if you do the best practice, you are destined, unfortunately, to be invisible.
1: One thing I love about you, and I think why so many people have connected with you, is that you are unapologetically Mike. And... (laughs) I mean, you are yeah, right? yeah no, I
0: don't
1: know. On, on social media, the way that you write your books, I mean it is your voice and the way that you do things. Can you just speak to that about a lot of times, whether it's on social media marketing as just an example or email yeah. marketing or anything else, people will try to be something they're not because they yeah. want to put out kind of a, well, I want to say this, but it, maybe it should sound more professional as an example. Yeah. Can you just speak
0: to that? There's a great saying from Oscar Wilde he wrote uh, Dorian Gray back in the, i think the 1800s and he said be yourself everyone else is already taken and i love that quote because different is already embedded in us as individuals if we simply have the courage to amplify who we are our idiosyncrasies to put ourselves out there fully we're going to start distinguishing ourselves in the market but we've been trained and raised that you got to color within the lines and fit in and this is not schooling alone, it's societal pressure. If you dress the way no one else dresses, you may be kicked out of your club, your peer group. Like, what are you doing? And so it is very scary to stand out. The great irony is we want our businesses to stand out without having to stand out. We want to differentiate without having to differentiate ourselves. We want to be noticed by being unnoticeable. It's this weird kind of bipolar situation that's going on. So what I found is I've decided to become more fearful of mediocrity than exposing the raw real me, realizing there's communities that say, this guy is totally not for me, probably words more severe than that. But there's also communities that says, finally, this guy's raising his hand. Someone's speaking my language. I think this is available for all of us. If we simply speak to our truth, if we don't pander, the right people will notice and the wrong people not that they're bad, people or wrong, they're just wrong for us, will be repelled by us. And the greatest irony is sometimes even causes conflict. So I have some people say, this guy, he makes a mockery of business. He's really goofy. He's joking around. Business is a professional experience. We should be deadly serious about this. And these kind of haters on me. And then there's these others that say, no, no. Business is about actually experiencing fun, and about expressing ourselves. And when they are kind of firing those arguments back and forth, I'm the benefactor because, or the beneficiary I should say, because it elevates the exposure for the work I'm doing.
1: Yeah, so true. So this weekend, my kids are almost 11 and seven. And so they introduced to me this past weekend, Mr. Beast on YouTube. So I actually had no idea who this guy was. Of course, now I find out it's probably the highest grossing YouTuber. The reason I bring this up is the video that they showed me is that he was giving burgers and cash away in paper sacks, right? He was literally giving money away. And then I later went on and looked in some of the comments and the haters of people hating on him about just giving money away and all the things he does. And I don't know him as a person, as yeah, an yeah. example. My point is, it doesn't matter if you're literally handing money out, people are <laughs> right. going,
0: they're going to say negative things about you. So you might as well just embrace who you are yourself, right? You know, it's funny. I was reading books, the most popular books I could find. And one of probably the most popular book I could find is the Bible and uh, looking at ratings. I was shocked by one star rating, one star (laughs) ratings the Bible got. And someone said, bad storytelling. I'm like, bad storytelling? (laughs) Like, those stories have lasted since zero BC. Like, it's it's just kind of funny. They've been around forever. So, yes, you're always going to find haters that people render an opposing opinion and their right to have it. And it's going to be pretty freewheeling nowadays because people can hide behind screens of their computers and so forth. But the mistake I see, is adjusting to the naysayers as opposed to relishing the fans. And so I've even felt this tendency myself. I'm like, well, that one person who hated me, maybe I shouldn't put swear words in my books anymore because that person didn't like that. And I better care for that. But if I did do that, and I didn't, but if I did do that, I'm actually not taking away some of the flavor of the people that are my fans away from them. It starts diminishing and diluting myself. Most marketing messages that struggle most businesses that struggle are a diluted version of their true self. They're trying to cater to the naysayers and for they become, they lose the edge. They cater to no one. They're a tasteless commodity. I want to read
1: this one section because I think this is a great segue into this next point. If somebody's hearing this and they're saying, okay, okay, I get this. I do want to be different in my marketplace. I want to be noticed, but I want to be unnoticeable, as you mentioned earlier. In this one paragraph, you said you must make a vow to... A vow to serve the members of your community by making them take notice, but a pledge is not enough. You must get past the biggest barrier to effective marketing fear. Yeah, And I just want to ask you about that because somebody's hearing that and they're saying, yeah, I want to be myself, but I don't know if I can take the negative Google review or the one-star review. Can you just speak to that part?
0: Yeah. So it's actually wired into us biologically, that fear. Every human has it. And it's rooted back to the early days of mankind. If you were in a, and you were in tribes or communities, the only way to survive was the dependency on each other. There was the hunters, the gatherers, the ones caring for the community. If you had to do all yourself, you couldn't. We didn't have the modern conveniences. So the biggest risk you would experience in your tribe was being kicked out. So if you stood out for being odd or weird or seen as risky to your community, they would remove you. And now you're out in the tundra by yourself and that uh, you're as good as that. That's wired into us. So today, with that feeling, the emotion we have is if we do something different and it's not liked by our community, our community may push us away and kick us out, and now we're out in the tundra by ourselves. But the reality is there's so many tribes, if I can use the term, there's so many tribes around that if the tribe you're sent to doesn't like you, there's another tribe that will revel in you and, and, and is thirsting for you. So it's a very primal fear but it's no longer relevant. So we just have to come over that. The best way I've done it, again, is put flip fear in itself. Be more fearful of staying status quo. Be more fearful of not getting noticed. And I've got privilege of speaking with so many small business owners now. It's probably in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, that I've spoke with in small quips and moments, sometimes deep conversations. But consistently, I see that these business owners believe in what they're doing. We love what we do. And the small business owner is directly involved they may be doing the work themselves. They've created the idea for sure, but they're really invested in it. And then I look at these big companies and they've become, well, the energy isn't there. I'll just put it that way. But sadly, the big companies have the budget to just put out that constant drivel of marketing and the small business shirks the responsibility of marketing and hides. So the big business keeps on winning. I love nothing more than small business. And I believe that we as a general population are far superior. We care for our customers more. We provide our service. The big businesses. So we have a responsibility to stand up and market. Now, one last caveat we don't have the big marketing budgets of big companies, but nor should we, or nor should we approach the same way. Let them run their commercials and their stuff. What we need to do is do much more grassroots type of stuff, stuff that's different, stuff that doesn't cost much. We must experiment and see what resonates with our community. But these aren't all in massive bets. We try little samplings of different things, find what's working, and then we amplify it.
1: Do people recognize your agency brand? More importantly, do people care about your brand? At Relevant Marketing Solutions, we partner with you to clarify your message and deliver it through multiple marketing channels, creating a brand that inspires. With over 10 years experience working with insurance agencies, our team can help your agency not only get noticed, but start cultivating brand champions. From creating a logo to putting it on a coffee mug, we are your one-stop shop for all things marketing. We can even produce a video of you drinking out of your cool new mug. Visit us at relevantadvantage.com to learn more. And if you're a state farm agent, you can also find us at sfagentpromos.com. And be sure to enter Club Capital at checkout for a special discount. That's Club Capital, lowercase and no spaces at checkout for a special discount. Relevant Marketing Solutions, helping you cultivate brand champions. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, We have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary no-obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. the time that this podcast releases, your new book, Get Different, marketing that can't be ignored. We were kind of teasing it earlier, has just come out. Obviously, you're a prolific author. One of the things that people who have spoke to me, heard your podcast, and listened to you other places, is they don't just read one of your books. They like get them all. They read one of them, and then they kind of order all of them. So I know they're going to love this one. What was the inspiration around this one? What was the pain in the marketplace or the thing that you were seeing from all of the other books that you said this message needs to get out? What was the
0: thing that was deep in you that said, you know what, I need to put this one together. So I had a personal experience around it. And as I'm working my books, I'm really trying to assemble a compendium of knowledge for small business owners. And honestly, I'm answering questions that I have. I didn't know how to market effectively. I didn't know how to be profitable and so forth. So I write these books. Well, I had a very visceral experience when I became an author And I launched my first book. It was a zero launch. It was miserable. No one bought a book the first day. And just to put this in hardcore context, my own mother didn't buy a book the day I launched my book. (laughs) And it was painful. And so I then met with a guy named Yannick Silver. We've become friends over the years. He's an info marketer, really was in the early stages of info marketing, kind of defined the space. And I met with him and he asked me a really powerful question that I now ask fellow entrepreneurs. He says, Do you offer something that's better than the competition? I said, yes. Do you believe in your product, which was simply a book? I said, yes. I put my life into this. Will this be of extraordinary service to your clients? I said, yes. He goes, then you have a damned responsibility to market it. Hmm. What I realized in that moment is that marketing is a responsibility. It's an act of kindness. And before I thought it was an act of interruption, but it's not. I mean, interruption is part of it. You need to get attention, but it's an act of kindness. Because if what we offer is superior, it's better, it cares for the customer, we have to get in front of them to notice it. We have to at least given the choice to consume it or not, but if they never notice it, they'll never buy it. If you get in front of them and they see what you have and they consider the alternatives, they choose an alternative, great. You've done the right thing because you got in front of them. But we can't shirk responsibility of getting noticed. That is an act of kindness.
1: I just think that that message marketing is a responsibility like that resonates with somebody that resonates with me. It makes me take pause and say, you know what? Am I doing everything? I poured so much effort into whatever this may be. Yeah. But am I putting the right amount of effort into actually marketing that and putting it into the hands of people that can be impacted. I think I heard someone say recently, they may have said it a long time ago, but I heard it recently. They said, if you want to make a big impact, have a for-profit business. If you want to make a small impact, have a non-for-profit business. You know? yes, sadly, and and, and that's, not, that's not knocking on not-for-profit businesses. But I mean, you really do have a responsibility to get that message out there.
0: Yeah. And profits, your point translates to sustainability. There was a, a restaurant down the street. I don't want to share their name, but the owner, I was talking with her brand new restaurant. She loves this community. She loves people. She wants to do everything for them, but there's no marketing going on. I said, why aren't you marketing? She says, I don't want to bother people. And I'm like, can you see this? you love people and you're saying you don't want to bother people in the same breath. Yeah. If you love people, it's not bothering. It's exposing them to something. And that's what we all need to resolve. Marketing is not bothering people. It's exposing them something they want, desire, and need. And if, like I said, if you're offering something you truly believe in and superior, you must do it. It's an act of kindness.
1: So in the book, you introduced to us the DAD framework. Just talk to yeah. us about what the DAD framework is.
0: Yeah, so I boiled down to the essence of what makes marketing effective. And There's three components. A piece of marketing must differentiate itself from the common noise, the white noise. That breaks that kind of habituation I was talking about earlier. So do something that's different. And I want to be clear, I'm not saying be outrageous. I'm not saying wear a clown costume and go waka waka as you walk down the street. Just do something that is disruptive and inconsistent with the norm of your industry And it guarantees attention. Our minds absorb different. The A in the dad model is attractive. It must also be something that speaks to the customer's interest, desires, wants, needs. It doesn't even have to necessarily serve a problem they have. It just needs to be invoke curiosity or interest. So just as long as it speaks to them and this person says, Oh, this is for me. I want this or I'm curious about this. The last part then is D direct. We must give the prospect specific actionable direction to take and it needs to be reasonable this is the thing that i think some marketing misses out on some marketing doesn't do it at all if you watch the super bowl watch all those commercials they will be different they're unique fun that's why they're attractive but they don't direct like budweiser at them doesn't say hey give us your email so we can send you a coupon for a free Mm. six pack they do nothing they get hundreds of thousands of emails and permission to market to to us if they'd simply ask for it but they don't it's confounding but we need to direct but it has to be reasonable. So don't do something that's extraordinarily big. Like I can't say, hey, you heard about my services. You want a $10,000 consultation? Give me a deposit of $10,000. That's absurd. We've got to make sure I'm a fit, but it would be appropriate for me to say, hey, give me your cell number and I will send some information on our firm. I'll give you my own personal connection and we can schedule time to talk. Now I've taken one reasonable step. I've directed you on one action to take, give me your cell number. And we've taken now a reasonable step forward to the next, step and ultimately the final transaction. The goal is in the direct stages to move as efficiently as possible toward the sale. That's what I want and is a service to the client, but also doing reasonable steps where the client never feels threatened or at high risk because if they do, then they'll leave the transaction.
1: Uh, You know, that's so true. It just made me think about, I love coffee and I ordered some coffee offline or online, excuse me, from uh, American based retailer, small business. And I ordered, I think maybe two pounds, something like that. And in a period of time that was reasonable, we were actually about to run out. My wife was going to go to the grocery store. I got an email from them that said, hey, hope you're enjoying your coffee. It might be time for you to order some more. And I was like, yeah, actually it is. How much effort? I mean, it was an automated email. Yes, but it still worked. And I ordered some more, right? To your point about being direct. And reasonable. Yes,
0: being direct, telling you what to do, but also to your point, being reasonable. Could you imagine you order two pounds, and the next day says, "Hey, some coffee lovers love it so much they get twelve pounds. Buy twelve pounds today." And the next day (laughs) it's like, "Hey, you didn't buy your twelve pounds. Maybe you need a full barrel of coffee," and that could overwhelm us and actually start changing our relationship with the company because now they're pushing us. Yes. The interesting thing about marketing is we want to be persuasive, but not manipulative. Persuasive is where you move someone from point A to point B, but they just don't know the path to get there. But point B is a better service to them. So we move them along. Manipulation is moving from point A to point C, where it's not of service to them. It actually is a detriment. If I try to sell you 50 pounds of coffee, I'm not doing it because you need 50 pounds. I'm doing that because I want the money that's associated with 50 pounds. That's manipulation. So the way they executed it it sounds like, Hey, chances are you're buying again now and it's going to continue to serve you. We should persuade you to buy more. That's excellent marketing
1: speed as things in the marketplace overall, marketing is no exception. It's just speeding up. Yeah, Think about how we thumb through Facebook and Instagram as an example. And the reason I bring this up is because you talk about that prospects are consuming marketing in millisecond. Milliseconds, yeah. Not seconds, but milliseconds. Can you actually speak to that?
0: Yeah. There was a study came out from the source's name. I think it was the Interactive Media Bureau. Don't quote me on that one though. But they said that An online ad, if a viewer watches it for up to one second, it's considered a successful ad. One second is a successful ad. Now, here's the thing. We've always been evaluating advertising, actually anything in our lives within milliseconds. I call it the blink test. Our mind moves so quickly that consider a thought at a subconscious level happens in less than one-tenth of a second. Actually, it takes us longer to blink one time than it does to have a thought elevated to conscious level. So that's why we have to consider these millisecond increments. When it comes to being different, that first part of the DAD framework we talked about, that's the attention grabber. And what happens is we have about one tenth of a second to get someone's attention. If we look around our space we're in right now, whatever it may be, there's hundreds of thousands of different stimuli. I got a little plastic cover here for a camera. And it hasn't been drawing my attention until I look for something specifically. But if I looked at this, I could just go on for hours and hours saying, well, this is weird. Why do they make covers? And why is it black? And and who made springs? And who invented the word? And blah, blah, blah. But our minds don't do that because our minds are actually designed to keep on ignoring things unless we don't know what it is. Because if we don't know what it is, we have to evaluate, is this an opportunity? Something that serves me? Is this a threat? Something that harms me? Or is this something I can ignore in the future? So we go into this evaluation process. All that happens in one tenth of a second. Then once something unexpected presents itself, we start evaluating in increments of about one-tenth of a second saying, threat, opportunity, or ignore. And if it's an opportunity, that's the attract phase, we'll stay engaged. If it's a threat, we'll avoid it. It'll cause conflict or we'll flee. And if it's ignorable, we'll register, oh, it's just a hey friend email. Don't have to pay attention in the future. So now we have these one-tenth of a second increments of being attractive. The way to be attractive is speak to the audience's desires, interests, curiosity, but do it concisely because at a certain point, they're gonna say, I'm spending time here and not gaining further value. So the attractor factor doesn't last for too long unless you can do it in a way where it keeps on building attraction. That's what they do in commercials. where it's just kind of storytelling and so forth. But we wanna get that direct then as quickly as we can or it gives them specific action. And the direction is also, is considered in about one tenth of a second. It's like, is this safe and reasonable? Is this something I want? Yes. Then I say, did I do it? Is it safe? No, I don't feel safe doing this. I'm out. So, one tenth of a second increments what we move in. You know, I reminded
1: as we close on about Simon Sinek's start with why. In your why, you live it out to rid people of entrepreneurial poverty. And yes. I'm so grateful for you to come back on. I'm excited for your book. People want to know how they can pick it
0: up. Where would you point them to any resources that you may have? Yeah, I'll give you my direct, right? So, singular, safe, reasonable. The website to go to is gogetdifferent.com gogetdifferent.com and I think what's interesting on that site is free resources, which all sites have. but my free resources I uh, don't require the book at all. If you go there, I have now 75, it'll soon be a hundred ways to market differently instantly, wow. at no cost that you can use in your business. So all that's available for free. The trade-off is simply ask for your email. And then with your permission, you'll stay on my email list. And of course, I'll introduce you to my books. So uh, the website is gogetdifferent.com.
1: Gogetdifferent.com. We'll have that in the episode notes and then also our email. Mike, uh, enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me back.
1: Man, I just love having Mike on. It's great to just get to talk to him before and after the podcast. He's so giving with his time and just the way he writes his books are so easy to read, the way he interweaves stories. But most importantly, the messages that he gets out resonates as a business owner. I feel like the currency that he speaks in or that he writes in is something that we can all relate to. A couple of things that I picked up on is, number one, he's not referring to going out and spending a ton of money trying to compete with the big national brands that are out there. He's actually referring to more of a grassroots type strategy. I also talked about marketing as a responsibility, marketing as a responsibility. He also talked about the dad framework, differentiate yourself, attract, and then direct. Differentiate, attract, and direct. I think that's something I'm definitely going to take away. But more than anything, if I was kind of going to encapsulate this message for me personally and how it affects how I'll think about this moving forward, it's just the fact that it is so important no matter what we do, they're going to be naysayers. There's going to be haters out there. And you've just got to be yourself. You've got to be unapologetically yourself. And that's one of the things that I actually look up to Mike. I mean, I love the way he rides. I love everything else, but he is himself, regardless of what anybody else says. And if you think about Gary Vaynerchuk kind of comes to mind, I mean, you know, he's really foul mouth and everything he says, and that turns a lot of people off, but give the guy credit. He is himself and so go out there and be yourself and don't have the fear you have a responsibility to get your message out into the world go do it hey big thanks to our sponsors direct clicks coach p consulting and of course club capital you know we talked about marketing today and so if you really want to differentiate yourself and so you know you need to have a message online right this is a great segue you need to know you have a profile online and you want to know but you don't really know where to begin, go to DirectClicks Inc. They can put together a package that's going to help you to be able to stand out and get away from the noise. You know, it just now hit me. I was thinking about the book Blue Ocean Strategy where everybody's fighting in the red ocean where all the sharks are and blood in the water. But actually you need to go out and create your own blue ocean. Have DirectClicks help you with that. Go to directclicksinc.com and they can help take your marketing to the next level. But if you want to take your entire agency, to the next level make sure you go to coachpconsulting.com you know i've gotten to know david personally over the last uh, couple of months i guess or so and man he really cares he really cares about making an impact to your business go to coachpconsulting.com listen if you want to be able to go from you want to hit all the goals in your agency but you're not really sure where to begin and maybe you're coaching and training and developing your team, you know how important it is to do that, but you're not really sure. You've got so many different hats to wear, right? CEO, CFO, CMO, a COO, right? You got to train, develop your team, recruit, make sales yourself, meet with clients, put out fires, et cetera. But you know, you need to train and develop your team. I should do it with somebody who's doing it at literally the highest level possible. Go to Coach P Consulting. They meet twice a week, not once a week, Uh, once a month, whereas some other training programs you go to might be a one day or two day boot camp. And those are great to go to and be around some of your peers. I'm sure you'll pick up a few things. But if you want that consistent development for your team, that's where Coach P Consulting comes in. Go to CoachPConsulting.com. And hey, if you want to be the best, you got to surround yourself with the best. And the best way to do that is surround yourself and work with the largest accounting advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, and that is Club Capital. Go to club.capital today, book your no-obligation demo. Also, did you know that they do monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Monthly accounting, tax prep, and CFO services. If you don't know what CFO services are, and while you can focus on the things that you're the best at, And Club Capital can give you the information and the analytics that you need to be able to have a better perspective of your financials so you can make better decisions. What are you waiting on? Go to club.capital today and book your no-obligation demo. All right, everyone. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us, sharing this podcast. Hopefully that we're able to balance having some great guests that are insurance agency, owner-specific, as well as just general business and thought leadership. Big thanks again to Mike Michalowicz for coming on until next week, everyone lead well.